Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like slow to speak, quick to listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. Welcome to the next episode. So in this episode, we're actually going to be talking about can you be friends with opposite sex? Right, like, can we be friends? Can we really be friends with the opposite sex? Like, we're going to answer that question in a lot of detail. So, I hope you're ready. Yes, this is a super common, common question, and it comes up in so many different situations. And we're going to be addressing a lot of those. And not only is it a very common question, but it's actually a very taboo topic as well. People have a whole spread of different opinions. And even when you talk to Christians, there are different opinions on both sides. And today we are going to give you a lot of different scenarios and stories to just really help answer this question with the best wisdom and protection for your marriage. Yeah. Cause the truth is this is one of those things that honestly, like you're going to get a multitude of different opinions all over the place, but we're going to tell you our opinion because that's why you're listening to our podcast because you want to know our opinion. So what we're going to do is give you our opinion on this and from experience, obviously, you know, everything we've been through at this point. So here's the thing. Um, this is one of those things that can look different from each situation. So we're going to go over it, but we all the times hear things, honestly, like my spouse is friends with their ex and they do things like get lunch together and go to so-called dinners, but it sounds like dates to me, right? Like this is them saying this and I don't like, I don't like it at all. I don't like them spending that much time together. It's weird. It's odd. Yes. And you know, there's other situations that come up and it's like, well, my spouse just goes out to bars all the time. You know, they're at the bar, you know, there's, or they're hanging out with bars with opposite sex too. And is that okay? You know, is that normal? Is this something that I need to just deal with my own insecurities or like, how do I handle this? Yeah. Or they're texting coworkers of the opposite sex way too much. And it would be different if it was work related, but it's not. No. Right. 
you know, or, you know, well, my spouse's job just requires them, you know, to do things with the opposite sex and, you know, go on work trips. And so I know that they're going to be staying in the, in the same hotel and they have to drive in the same car together for hours. And, you know, then they go out to the hotel bar and have drinks and things too, you know, so they're spending all this time together is how do I handle that? <laughs> uh, this just makes me laugh. Okay. So, but it's, it's honestly just a childhood friend, right? Like it's just, I've known them forever. They don't mean anything. It's just stop being insecure. I've been friends with them since before you came along and you just need to deal with it. This is my childhood friend. You're just trying to control me. Mm. I just feel bad for them. And this one, I got to say, like, I kind of had this one come up too. And so it was, I just feel bad for them. Like they don't have anyone else to talk to or don't care, (laughs) you know, let them be alone all by themselves. So you'll kind of catch on our opinion from the get-go, but we're going to be diving a lot more in depth. And even so much as to so uh, say that a lot of times in marriages, they're like, well, my spouse just says they're friends with the opposite sex. And, you know, it's a big deal to them and they're just friends. So they are actually invited into the house, into the house for either um, just temporary stay or other, well, they just needed a place to stay or inviting them into the house and then on all of the holidays or in even family vacations where like this person's now in addition to the family too. Yeah. And, or people say also things like this is kind of a little bit different topic, but they do also say things like, you know, I just get along like women will say things. I just get along with men and men will say things. I just get along with women. Mm-hmm. Not an excuse, but we used to say that too. Mm, yes, we did. So it's, it has to do with other things, but more of in, more of internal issues going on with individuals on why they just think they get along with them. But it's a whole other topic. So we're going to give you our opinion based on experience with us, but also with hundreds and hundreds of clients. So <laughs> this isn't just some like of our random opinion and you should go by it. This is based on success stories and facts. And right. wisdom and biblical wisdom. Yes. So we're going to be going over three points with you today. And one is, is it okay to have friends with the opposite sex? You know, and two, you know, like what are the side effects and like the harm that will come and be produced from having friends with the opposite sex? Mm -hmm. And then the third point is how do we fix it? Okay. How do we handle this? How do we deal with this? Yep. So we're going to give you all those today. So I hope you enjoy it. But so here's the thing, like we had, we had issues with this as well. A lot of like, issues with this. Yeah, like it mainly, <laughs> I, I'm going to point fingers mainly on her end. I honestly, when it came to friends, like I had acquaintances, but I've never really, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really a big friend person. Like I have more of quality over quantity. She's more, she's more like a proliferator of different friends back in the day. Like back then, like it was more about like a bunch of friends. Yes. And so I'll talk for, for my half and then Tommy can share on his half, but we had strong, strong disagreements about friends, you know, because not only does it look bad, you know, if we're, you know, in a, in a meeting or in a place and then, you know, I'm standing there alone or something and my husband's over there talking to some girl, I'm like, that looks bad and it's disrespectful, Mm -hmm. but you know, it's this whole statement, like, as we did say, like I get along 
better with men. And I do find it easy to talk to men, but at the same time, there was a lot of other underlying issues that made it hard for me to talk to females. And so that's truthfully just a surface level excuse and there's really deeper things going on there. But when I would do that, I did talk to a lot of friends and they were men. And then obviously it typically led to some sort of flirting or like typically most uh, of the time, most of them, um, or some sexual like comments, you know, it's, I don't know, like, this is just like what society really programs. It's just like, Oh, like if you're talking to someone of the other sex, you have to like do some like sexual joke or slur or, you know, something like that. And it's like, no, like you can have conversations without those, but like not a good environment whatsoever. Yeah. And for me, for me, I obviously I get, I, well, I, I would say nowadays I get along equally. Like I can get along with women easily. I can get along with men easily. I can get along with pretty much anyone easily. Um, minus if they have like a crap mindset, I don't want nothing to do with you if you have a crap mindset. But like when it comes down to like, you know, when it comes down to hanging out with people in general, I can pretty much get along with everyone. And I'm comfortable around most all men, even what society would consider super alpha men or whatever. I, it doesn't bother me. I'm really comfortable with who I am. And that's really what one of the things boils down to is like, you have to be, you have to understand the deep rooted issues going on with you, figure out what's going on with you, become a healthy individual, be confident in who you are. And then you can talk to literally anyone because really what it boils down to is like you, you lean more towards a certain side for one other one, whatever reason it is, it's different for everyone. But for me, it was, it was more because of some deep rooted beliefs. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And so I'll actually say like, uh, so that's how one of Tommy's affairs had started was mm -hmm. just, oh, chatting with someone of the office. Well, they just get me or the, you know, it started, it started innocent and, you know, and mine started innocent too, you know, just like, Hey, how's it, how's it going? How's it, how you doing? And then it, oh, well, and then it's like, well, this is happening. And then you become like the comforter or just like the one who understands and gets them. And that's the start of an emotional affair. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that actually occurred on both ends for Tommy and I. So being friends with the opposite sex totally led to affairs in our marriage and created a bunch of insecurity as well. Yeah, and honestly... I wouldn't say like I led to like, for me, it wasn't that I led to any um, specific inappropriate jokes. I don't know. That just wasn't my thing. It's just kind of weird. But uh, but it, it would lead to most of the time, like some sort of flirting or something like that with not not I wouldn't even say most of the time, some of the time with other women I didn't just flirt with anyone of standards. But when it comes to when it comes to like people like it would kind of sway back and forth and they would end up either way a very inappropriate way so it's honestly in my opinion never a good idea to just only sway one way and think that i can only talk to women or i can only talk to men like when it comes to like if they're the opposite sex like there's you can learn if if you're a guy and you don't and you struggle talking with men it's because of deeper rooted things going on not because all men are like d-bags i used to like think that well, I don't, I'm just different. I don't get along with these men. Like, I don't want to talk about the things they talk about. That honestly has nothing to do with it. 
<laughs> no, not at all. And so I want to give you some stories from people that we have spoken to and things that come across. And I can't even tell you of the hundreds and hundreds of stories about how being friends with the opposite sex has actually led into full-blown affairs and people walking out, you know. But honestly, so I'm just going to use this name, Jill. So Jill's husband had this female best friend. It's a fake, fake name. Yeah, fake name. Um, So if you're a Jill, sorry, this is not you. So this is a fake name. But Jill's husband had this female best friend. They had been friends forever um, from, you know, way long. She's always been a part, like, around, you know, from the beginning of their relationship. And so much so that, you know, she was just included into the family. So even as Jill would be planning events for her family, she would have to include her husband's best friend into it. So she literally throughout the marriage, like this woman was there for all events, all aspects. Like there wasn't anything truly intimate between her and her husband because Jill was there or Jill's, uh, her husband's best friend was there. Right. And so she was on vacations with them. Even the holidays, like celebrating Christmas and Thanksgiving, his best friend was there, you know, and she did her best. Jill did her best to be friends with her, too, to make sure, you know, things were appropriate. And, you know, it it even got to where, you know, when there was some trouble within Jill and her husband's marriage, what happened was he was like, well, I need space. So where do you think he went to? You don't need space. You want closerness with people (laughs) (laughs) he went and stayed at his best friend's house and he claimed it's only for space um you know i just need space most of the time that's just a cop even if they don't go to someone else's house or even if they're not cheating on you that's almost Mm -hmm. always a cop out yeah so you know and they ended up he ended up having a full-blown affair with his best friend you know and when you really look at from an outside perspective and some of you might be judging right now and be like, well, that's just stupid. Why would you include them in everything? It's when, when there's not proper like boundaries and expectations and true communication and all of these things put into place, then what happens is, is like this, they're told just, this is how I am and just deal with it, which are all fixed mindsets and lies. Mm-hmm. But so don't be so quick to judge because I bet theirs has snuck up in some way in your life too. And so with this is like, it it caused a lot of chaos, but with her being involved in all aspects, there was already a massive amount of intimacy between the best friend and the husband because they were doing life together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like another one, there was, let's just call this person, Jack, who worked with, who worked with a woman, right? Uh, Not uncommon to work with any other women, not saying you can't work with people, but told his wife they were just friends. Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually had a work relationship like that back in the day, but it didn't end up going wrong, obviously here. So this isn't about me. This is about someone else, though. However, emails and texts were and jokes were exchanged about kids, random things. They basically went to doing nice things for each other eventually and then find out that they had been having an emotional affair. And only reason, honestly, it stopped was because the work found out and they almost lost their jobs. Yeah, this is super common. This is this could be summarized for so many different people. Um, both of these actually are so many different people that we have talked to, you know, that are going through things like this. And it's like, well, I, I just had this suspicion because I kept hearing about this person over and over and over again. 
And it's like, well, they, they, I was told it's just because they work together. Uh, yeah, there's some degree, but obviously like texting and joking, you know, doing nice things. That's let's, let, huge red flags right there. Let's be clear. You knew everyone knows from the minute they set eyes on that person and they liked them and they had an attraction to them that there could be some sort of possibility there. Let's just be blunt here. Don't play stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. Uh, be honest with yourself. And that's like, this is a huge thing in just marriages and just with our, like just as individuals, like just to be honest with ourselves. But another one is, you know, let's just, let's just call her, call her JC. So JC just had, you know, this childhood best, hit fr best friend, this childhood best friend that she had been friends with since she could remember. They did everything together and, you know, they were both women. And when she got married, you know, she was like the bridesmaid. She did, they did life together, right? Like her and her best friend. And what had happened was, you know, she was so confident in her best friend that, you know, she didn't think anything about like them spending time or, her talk, like her best friend talking with her husband or, you know, these social things and come to find out like they had started having an affair behind her back, even though they had been friends for forever, you know? And honestly, it's not, you know, we've also had people who have had affairs with, you know, brother-in-laws or sister-in-laws too. It's just because they spend a lot of time or they end up start talking or connecting you know, they end up connecting on some sort of aspect. Typically, it's about the family drama or crap that they can't stand. And they're ranting about it. And then like, oh, we're both ranting about this. We both fell this way. And they end up having an affair. It's just good not to cultivate the environments for it. But like, I mean, we even, I we had a lot of different affairs. But one of the affairs that I had was actually with um, not only um, one was a coworker and another one was kind of with um, a, a friend of hers so i mean it happens so you know it's one of those things that that it can't happen you think that it can't happen to you i'm not that type of person they're not that kind of person i trust them i just I don't never, trust others yeah, i would never cheat on them i'm just not that type of guy or girl yeah yeah you are you are everyone on this planet is capable of it yeah and so here's the big thing so is it okay to have friends of the opposite sex no like our standpoint is like, no, that's just where we stand. And we'll obviously dive a lot more into that. But with, with that, you want to have protection and wisdom. Tommy and I both had said, I would never cheat. Guess what? We both did. You know, I would never do X, Y, Z. Guess what we did without true foundational aspects anyone's capable and yeah. there's people who have their nose up in the air and all like, Oh, that's not me. That's what I had felt too. And you know, so that's why there's other key aspects to have in place in the marriage, but just to be like, Oh, well I do trust them and they would never hurt me. So they can have friends of the opposite sex. I just don't trust, you know, the opposite sex, but I trust my spouse. Well, everyone is a, is human. Everyone, everyone is human. And when we, connect emotionally and get that I'm heard and understood and like validated. Guess what? That's an emotional connection. And that's what leads into marriages is doing life together and having an emotional connection. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's our standpoint on it. Just a big heck. No, um, it's not something that, that we encourage 
whatsoever, to be honest no. with you. It, we, we've had so many different affairs. Um, we are not, you know, we didn't start out horrible. Like we, we started out with high school as high school sweethearts and we, we thought, Oh, we were, we're different than everyone else. I literally thought we were better than everyone else when it came to love. I thought everyone else had some sort of stupid fake love. And we had like this real, real, not, not that they had fake love. I thought we had more of a storybook type love. And, and I was say, did you just admit to like having like a fairy tale love? I thought, well, I thought it was like just insanely so much better than everyone else. Like I was like, they do that, but not us. That's just because they didn't love each other as much as we did. Yeah. Don't say never because we went through everything um, that you can possibly go through minus death. So and honestly, yeah. everyone that we, we have ever talked to client, even non-client when the affairs come out, like it's not, it's not like, Oh, well I, th- I just expected this. <laughs> no, they're, they're not it, you know? And so like that, that's what happens. And you know, there's some main things that we want to go over and cover that's really important to know and have an understanding of. Yeah. So we said all those things and we've had hundreds of clients say those things, but let's, let's get a couple of things, a couple of things straight here. So your spouse, spouse's intention is not to be controlling. They're not, they're not trying to control you. They may be trying to control your, the situation out of fear, which is normal. I'm not saying it's okay, but it's normal. Right. You can't control the situations, the outcomes. So that's just you're not that's out of their control. But people will normally try to do that because they're worried and they're they're worried. They're in fear of losing their marriage, but they're not. But they are not wanting to control you. Let's just make that very clear. Most likely they just want to make. They want. How do I put this? Like they want to make you. Make the decision on your own. They want you to make the decision on your own and do the right thing. At the end of the day, they just are afraid of losing their best friend and being hurt. 100%, you know, and so, and this isn't saying to, hey, take this and just go and like tell your spouse, like, hey, you can't be friends with other people. Like, that's just not going to go well. And that'll bring upon a whole rebuttal. No. But essentially, like, it's not, it's not about them trying to control you. It's just that fear. And that is like one of the biggest fears that we had about like, you know, someone coming in and, you know, taking them away. And yeah, like it would be their choice, but it's that deceptionness, right? And so- we had that fear. So it came across as controlling, but it doesn't have to be. And not only that, typically they're, you know, they're just being insecure and that's just theirs to deal with. You know, this is one of the things that we hear. Yeah. Right. So like, I'm good. They say stuff like I'm good, but I support you in getting help with this if you need it. Right. Like this is the other spouse talking that's seen other people and stuff like that. Like I, I'm good. I'm good. Like, look, you're insecure. Like I know you have triggers. You need to go deal with this and get your own self help because I'm not doing anything wrong. Right. Oh gosh. Like you need, you need to get help with this. Let me be very clear. Let me be very clear about this. If you're the, if you're the other spouse talking to someone right now, I'm going to be very blunt with you right now this is this may not be the show for you and you may leave after i say this stop being a self-righteous (laughs) d-bag you both have issues you need to work on let's just be very clear about that yeah for sure everyone does and then when you had said what you had about oh well you just need to deal with your own insecurities 
I'm fine. I'm going to do this. I have heard so many people say, oh, and especially when it comes to the men. Well, men just talk about women. Men just watch porn. Men just, you know, talk about, you know, women's bodies. And um, not every man does that. Okay. We're just going to put that out there very clearly. Not every man. Very clear. Not every man does that. And no, it's not acceptable. A man that's going through issues and hurting and struggling is will do that mm-hmm. and has it been taught the right foundations will do that. Right. A man that's not a leader will do that. Right. That not a real man. So you're very clear. I mean, I've done those things, but I don't do those things now. So just want to be very clear about that. Yes. I, I just feel like that was really big. Cause I, I know that comes up a lot and it's just like, well, you know, we just do this. And so no, like, you know, and there's also women out there who's not always talking crap about our husband to, or, you know, trying to hit up men either. So that those are lies. So don't believe them. And so, you know, what, what happens? Like, what are some of the side effects and harm that come out of having friends with the opposite sex? Well, it's doubt, resentment, walls, lots of walls, disrespect, not valued. And I don't matter. Those are the feelings that come out of it. Oh yeah. Fear, right? Hate. Even we hated each other. To the point yeah. of wanting to kill each other, not for only this, but a lot of different things. And by the way, uh, we we were talking about like, hey, you just have insecurities. Like we we said that to each other. I remember her saying that to me, just flashback uh, when when we had um, like there was these like people that should be talking to that were kind of like lower class people. I also and, yeah, that's a good point. There's who you surround yourself is really important because we did hang out with a lot of lower class people who just, I'm not talking lower class income. I'm talking about lower class, like more of like, um, how they value themselves, how they speak, show up their standards their standards and stuff like that. So just crappy people and, and they would hit on her and stuff like that. And she'd be like, I don't, whatever you're just insecure, you know, whatever that's, it's okay. I just have to tell them, thank you and be polite to them hitting on me. No, tell them, away from me. Um, (laughs) uh, but you know, there's also things that it breeds like discouragement, emotional roller coasters, eggshells, lots and lots of the emotional roller coasters. And this is where like eggshells and triggers come in, especially compounded, you know, if there has been an affair already. (laughs) Yeah. A uh, lot. In my, yeah, this it does. And there shouldn't even be a question of like, hey, can we be friends with the opposite sex? There's been an affair. Like, why would you even think that's okay? The word you need to, you're looking for is ever again. <laughs> no. um, not a good idea. You know, you'll get labels like narcissistic and bipolar. You know, you'll get depression. Sets a bad, it sets a bad example for your kids. Like, yeah, they, they don't, if you're having these deep emotional or like in these friendships and it confuses your kids. You're not setting the example for what a healthy marriage is and what it's like to be faithful and loyal. It breeds that confusion. So you're setting them up for failure. Think about this. What I tell my kid, Hey, yeah, today, how'd your day go? Dad, I went pretty good. I had a really deep emotional conversation with another woman. That's not your mom. Oh, Okay, have a good day. <laughs> That's so stupid. Let's just like it, it's just ask. It just sounds so stupid when you say it like that, right? And I'm going to be very honest. Like our son would literally look at him with a stupid face and be like, 
that's stupid. Why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, he would do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it sets a bad example for them, though. You know, honestly, more is caught than taught, and it will kill also the intimacy between both. Like, honestly, both kinds of intimacy here. So, like, it'll kill the emotional and physical intimacy between you and your your spouse. Hey, isn't that what we hear all the time that people want in a marriage? Is that deep, intimate, like connection? That deep intimacy. You can forget about it when you have all these walls hurt and pain up, up between you two. I can tell you right now, and especially if you're talking with other women or men, not going to be cool. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's that whole, you know, you can't be talking with opposite sex and expect to be like have great intimacy with your spouse. Right. And typically what happens is, you know, your spouse will want to leave if things don't change. Yeah, I can't tell you. I was just on the phone yesterday with somebody. Uh, we talk all the time with people. I won't give names, obviously. That's private information. But it was kind of, it, it wasn't funny to them, but it was kind of funny to me because I hear this all the time. And so when it comes down to it, one of the things I heard was, uh, I asked her first about it and how long this has been going on. It was their situation. I won't get into it. But it was, she said, you know, I think 15 to 20 years. And he's like, what? And he's like, I th he, he thought it was like one or two years. <laughs> I'm like, that. I don't know why. that. It, I'm going to be sexist here. I don't know why that's a common thing between men and women, but it is. And they're not exaggerating. Like, it has been going on. Like, they can give detailed approaches, and they, they remember all of it. So, yeah. And yeah. so just be prepared. And so, you know, it's all of these things come out of having friends with the opposite sex. So, like, is it really worth it? Yeah. And then they tell you, like, like you were saying, the last kind of thing that happens is, is they, they leave you. And then guess what? The one that's seeing everybody and talking to all these so-called women friends or men friends, that's when you come to us and ask for help. When you have already done so much stupid damage out of ego and pride, really what it is. And you're like, can it still be saved? I'm like, well, yeah, of course, most likely, but obviously not on your own at this point. Uh, well, you couldn't have saved it on your own before anyways, but when, if you want to add, the, you never had the right foundations. You're doomed to fail from the beginning, but yeah, our, our society sets you up for failure, you know, cause our society would be like, oh yes, you can have friends with whoever you want. You do you boo boo. Like yeah. that's our society, like setting you up for failure with no boundaries or self-respect. Just do what makes you honor. happy. It's the yeah. stupid, that's the dumbest that. statement I've ever heard. That's just telling someone. When you tell someone do what make do what makes you happy, just do that. That's telling them to live by your feelings and not principles. I promise you, you will have a miserable life doing that at the end of the day. But anyways, um, the person doing this though, like the person doing this, is still playing. They're playing with fire, and regardless of what they say out loud, deep down they know it's wrong. If they deny it, it it's honestly just a form of pride and ego if they deny that, it, that it's not an issue, right? Um, but playing with fire is fun, exciting, until the whole house burns down and you're left with nothing. Yeah. yeah. My, my mom used to say, oh, she's, she's still alive, so she still says it. Sin is only fun for a season. And it's fun when you're going through it. Um, but well, not all of it, but some of it can be. And so like, it can be fun. But the thing is, like, you're going to get burned. You're going to play with fire long enough and it's going to burn your house down. So you have a choice, right? hundred percent. And, you know, there has to be such massive changes in within that. 
And let, let's just be really clear here. We're not saying that you can never talk to anyone ever of the opposite sex. Like you have to <laughs> ignore them and all of these other things. That's not what we're talking about here either. And so when you're in this situation, you know, you're going to have to take the steps to actually fix it. Yeah. So how do you fix it? Well, it's actually pretty simple. You need to build the right foundations first, right? Um, obviously, there needs to be stuff like marriage boundaries, marriage expectations and priorities, but mostly this has to do with inner beliefs going on here. And so you have to understand that that number one, before you can even address any of that stuff right there, you have to build solid foundations, meaning we, you have to build them in the proper mindset. You have to build them in the proper marriage foundations. You have to build proper healthy individual foundations in all three areas. And if you don't, and you don't implement like, you know, these marriage boundaries, marriage expectations, even personal boundaries and personal expectations, uh, that, cause that's not enough. You can't simply just implement those because you don't have all the other foundations. You have to have everything. It has to be a complete package or it's not going to be permanent is what we're trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, so you have to be two healthy individuals is what we say. Like you first need proper understanding of how to be two healthy individuals. Like we teach our clients in all areas or else trying to do that stuff will just be a wasted effort. Like trying to do the stuff I was mentioning, the boundaries and all that stuff. It's just going to be a wasted effort if you don't have the right foundations in place. Yeah. And you have to be able to even communicate. And that's something that we're not taught. We're not taught how to truly communicate. Most people can't even, it's like talking to a brick wall, you know? And so like, that's something that can't be done. And, you know, and so just to be clear here, no, not friends with the opposite sex, but obviously you can still, you know, talk to people in public. So Tommy has male friends and I have female friends, you know, that is how we roll. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously if Tommy's around and I'm hanging out with my friend, he's not going to ignore them. Right. Like, you know, there's a lot of different things that come into play here, but it's it's understanding that, no, it's not OK for them to be private messaging each other and, you know, or for me to private message anyone else. When you get down to the root of it, like it, a marriage is people choosing two into healthy individuals choosing to walk through life together. And a marriage is built on that relationship between the two that deep emotional things. And so sharing deep emotional aspects with anyone else, you're literally starting a relationship. So if you're like, well, I just talk and I'm not having an affair or it's okay. You know, even though I had those thoughts too, you really have to ask yourself like, you know, is this something I would want blasted to everybody? You know, probably not. Am I opening up the doors? Probably, you know. Yeah, not most likely, but like, it, here's the thing. You have to ask yourself, like, we want to challenge you here. Like, and this is, I really want to challenge you, Sarah, but ask yourself, am I living in alignment with my core values? Right. And what do I mean? Well, we probably don't even, you probably don't even know, begin to know how to really define your core values, but let me just give you some basic stuff here. Most people have heard of God first, family, second, career, third, You'd probably say yes, if I asked you. So the problem is most people live God for or not, they, they usually live if, if they do live God first. Most time it's probably not though. Most time it's, it's kids. Not yeah, really. most time it's kids, and then somewhere in there is your spouse at the bottom of the totem pole, and then you, if you're at all, maybe. But the way it's supposed to go is God first, then you, 
yourself in a self-care way, not a selfish way, self-care way. One more time for those that didn't hear it. Self-care way, not a selfish way. Second, you come second in a self-care way. And then your spouse and then your kids and then your purpose, business, work, job, whatever it is, then your family and then your friends. And so if ask yourself, am I really living in order of this? Right? Probably not. Yeah, super important, super important. And this is so huge. And I love the proper order. But most of the time what happens is it's really ends up being like kids work, kids are work first. And then, you know, the the work and friends, I, I so many people put their friends even before their spouse, or like, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. You know, this is about walking in alignment with your values. Absolutely. So we hope you found this episode really inspiring and maybe not depending on who's listening to it and challenging, but, uh, and, and, but mostly just challenging, honestly. Yeah. And even if you are the one who is talking with people of the opposite sex, like there's, there is no judgment here. Like, obviously we both did that, but ask yourself, like, is this really, you know, am I honoring like my wife or my husband? And is this in alignment with my values? Is this what I want my kids to see and do? Yeah. And when it boils down to it, you can spin the truth whatever way you want it to, but there's only one truth. So that being said, we love you. God loves you and have a blessed day. Bye. Now that's all we have for today's show. And remember prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.